This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 2.05 in the afternoon on Sunday, the 20th of November, and you're listening to the Battle for Malaysia, BFM's coverage of GE15 results. I'm Wang Xiaoning with Philip C. Now, what we know is that markets hate uncertainty and the outcome of the elections on who will form the government is still unknown. PH leader Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim claims he has the numbers yet again and can form the government with a simple majority. Meanwhile, Perikatan National Leader Tan Sri Muhyiddin Yassin also said that MPN is open to forming a federal government with any parties aligned with their principles, especially in Sabah and Sarawak, but he ruled out any coalition with PH. So, what does this mean for markets when it opens tomorrow and the general economy? Joining us for some thoughts on how markets could, re- could react to the GE15 results or lack of them or outcome is business commentator Pankash C. Kumar. Hi Pankash, as usual, thanks for speaking to us. Now, how do you think the markets will react if there is no coalition formed before Monday when the Bursa Malaysia bell strikes at 9am? Uh, thank you, Charming. A uh, very good afternoon uh, to all. Uh, and uh, of course, uh, I think, first of all, uh, congratulations uh, to all Malaysians uh, of all walks of life uh, who have taken the initiative to come out to vote uh, in droves. Um, we had a very successful uh, G15 as far as voter turnout is concerned, uh, with about 73.9% voter turnout. I mean, that's 3.2 million more voters came out in this election than the last election. Uh, it is indeed an achievement, um, as we saw uh, yesterday. Uh, but now, of course, the tough decisions and tough questions. Yeah, I think as we speak, uh, we do not have a working coalition government uh, just yet, and they are, uh, of course, uh, I think most of people would have seen in their WhatsApp messages, uh, there are several permutations as to who will form uh, the next government. Um, as Philip Riley pointed out, uh, both the coalition um, with the largest number of seats, uh, Perikatan National and Pakatan Harapan, uh, claimed yeah, early this morning that they have the numbers. Yeah. Uh, and of course, as we are aware, uh, the key here is actually the uh, East Malaysian bloc yeah, or the Borneo bloc uh, comprising GPS and GRS and few other parties. That bloc alone uh, is 35 seats. Uh, and taking that into consideration, uh, and of course, I think if you look at the convention as far as um, you know, who should be invited uh, to test uh, whether they have um, you know, the majority uh, should be a party or collusion uh, with the highest number uh, of uh, seats. Uh, in this case, of course, it's Pakatan Harapan uh, with 82. Uh, so if you take that 82 and 35, assuming yeah, that uh, the Bonio bloc is happy to work with PH, uh, then you may have 117. Uh, that's, of course, crossing the, um, you know, the, the all-important 112 uh, simple majority. However, as you know, uh, PN2 has claimed and quote-unquote yeah, victory uh, that they too may form the government uh, with the help of uh, perhaps even BN yeah, and sail through with 138. Uh, because as you know, BN has uh, 30 seats, uh, P- PN has 73, and if you take uh, the Bonio block of 35 seats, uh, it's only 108. Yeah? So PN plus uh, the Bonio block uh, you know, you don't achieve uh, the simple majority just yet, and you need BN to come through as well. Uh, that will give you the combination of PN plus BN plus the Bonio block, 
of 138 seats. So, um, yeah, wait, before I, I think the question was actually about the market. Yeah. Yes. So as far as the market is concerned, uh, I think most of us knew that it was going to be a hung parliament, yeah, uh, except for perhaps maybe few broking firms that predicted an outright BN victory. I mean, of course, that didn't happen. Hence, to me, uh, a PN-led collusion um, uh, and, and due to the strong presence of PAS uh, in the collusion, the market will not react positively. Yeah. However, uh, having said that, if a PH-led collusion forms the government with the Bonu bloc, uh, the market response, uh, the way I look at it, will be more positive. Uh, but for now, as, as we know, as I mentioned earlier, uh, there are just too much, too many permutations. Uh, it's all too fluid. Uh, and of course, uh, looking at the whole picture, uh, another interesting point to be noted uh, is the emergence of BN, yeah, Barisan National, uh, as, as a potential uh, king baker yeah, with the other yeah. seats. So, so Sankash, Pankaj, as you say, right, PN needs BN. Uh, assuming that we don't have an outcome tonight, uh, what do you expect markets to look like tomorrow since we have so much uncertainty? I mean, let's not talk about the scenarios of which one materialises. Assuming no, no, no certainty takes place for the next 48 hours, you know, how will markets respond to that uncertainty yeah, I mean, on the yeah. basis that many had priced in an uncertainty already before the Correct. elections? Correct. Yeah, as I said before, yeah, market wants uh, political stability uh, with coalition of parties that can bring Malaysia forward yeah, with policies that are investor-friendly. Uh, and of course, as I mentioned earlier, in terms of the permutation, a PNBN Bonio bloc uh, will bring the total number of seats to more than 130 yeah, or 138 uh, for that matter. Uh, but the, the key question then uh, is that... A coalition, a PN-led coalition government, stable government, right? As you know, yeah. Uh, post Sheraton move uh, in 2020, we had a PN-led government, uh, which you know uh, effectively collapsed, and uh, we saw the emergence of a BN-led coalition. Yes, and um, of course they had an MOU with, with Pakatan and all that. Uh, that helped to calm situation and we had some sort of stability then. But with the equation going back with PN, BN and the Bonio block, uh, it, it's like, you know, we are going back to the same equation again as okay. we were before. Yeah. So shouldn't markets then actually be a little bit less volatile come Monday? I mean, on a year-to-date basis, we're already down 7.5%. FBM, KL, CI at 1,449 points as of Thursday when we closed. Foreign shareholding all-time low, maybe around the 20% levels. So do you still see a lot of selling? Well, as I said, market doesn't like uncertainty. uh, And market doesn't like uh, outcome, which is a surprise. Uh, so, and I think most people will probably agree. Uh, the biggest surprise in this election, there are two. Uh, one is the emergence of PAS, yeah, as a very strong uh, partner within PN itself. Uh, if you look at the number of seats, uh, they jumped from 17 uh, just after the dissolution of the parliament to 49. You know, that's an amazing leap, yeah, as yes. far as uh, PAS is concerned. Uh, so, to me. Uh, a past-led government, uh, if that collusion were to take place, uh, then we'll, the question that will come to investors' mind, what sort of government would this be? Yeah. Uh, who will the ministers be? Yeah, What will be the government policies? 
uh, with respect to you know a lot of issues that we are facing, structural issues, uh, FDIs, you know, uh, uh, jobs, yeah, mm-hmm. um, to bring the economy forward, uh, control inflation. Yeah, so there's so many challenges. So a past-led government will not be looked uh, positive by the market, in my opinion. Okay. And like you say, past, largest number of parliamentary seats. So do you then see a sell-off in gaming-related stocks and breweries, for example? I think if you want to take that question, um, we, we need to understand, you know, um, how would market perceive uh, a PN-led PN-led alliance with, with past there mm. and what would that entail as far as uh, policies are concerned. Uh, yes, um, initial reaction as far as sentiment is concerned, uh, the chances are, of course, people will feel that uh, the brewery or gaming stocks will be affected. Uh, but mind you, yeah, uh, if you look at the scenario um, when, when after the Sheraton move, uh, we also saw, uh, you know, the the gaming companies as far as uh, Toto or, or Magnum or whatever, you know, the special draws were actually increased from 8 to 22, yeah? So, uh, pass may not be that uh, unfriendly to thin stocks uh, after all, yeah? Uh, I mean, they, they probably recognize uh, that uh, Malaysia is a multicultural, multiracial country, yeah, and there are... Uh, certain um, uh, things that they need to respect, yeah, and 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 uh, accommodate, yeah, uh, so that uh, they are more acceptable uh, to the masses. Do you think the appointment of the finance minister is going to be a market mover? You know, in the last administration, they appointed a technocrat, right, in the form of Tengku Zafrul. He wasn't a politician. He came in. Of course, he became a politician. Do you think an appointment of a technocratic finance minister will help ease the tensions and uncertainties? Well, definitely. I think uh, other than the prime minister candidate, I mean, we know that Tan Sri Mohidin is PN's uh, choice of uh, prime minister. Uh, and then, and if if PN led coalition uh, does form the government, um, you know, uh, we hope there's no surprise uh, because you know you you must understand the coalition has passed as the biggest uh, uh, partner, you know, and and if the market sees anybody else than Mohidin taking uh, a premiership, the 10 PM in the in the name of uh, uh, you know Tan Sri Hadiawang, uh, that that would be a big surprise for the market, yeah? So that would be another uh, uh, curveball as far as market is concerned. But if Tansi Moedin is the Prime Minister, then the question is among uh, investors is that, first of all, uh, within the uh, MPs uh, of the government, is there any credible person uh, to be the Finance Minister? If there are none, uh, would there be a situation where another person would be appointed as a Senator? Uh, paving the way for that person to take the finance ministry portfolio. Okay, we're heading into a quick break. We'll be back after these messages. You're listening to Battle for Malaysia, BFM GE's 15th results coverage. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. 2.18 in the afternoon and you're listening to Battle for Malaysia, BFM's GE 15 result coverage. We are continuing our conversation with Pankaj C. Kumar, business commentator and columnist, about how markets might react to our uncertain ec- uh, political future. Uh, Pankaj, I want to start with... Pakatan Harapan, because if I go back in time, when they actually won GE14, 
Markets did not react well at all. They were, you know, they were spooked very much with some of the populist moves and cancellation of projects. So, assuming they form a government, can we expect a similar scenario now? Charlie, uh, I think that question we we need to understand the perspective of the situation first. Uh, the reason why market was surprised. I mean, actually, if you look at the KLCI's uh, reaction to Pakatan Harapan's uh, uh, win in G14, uh, it was actually positive from the beginning, if you remember, yeah, because uh, Pakatan Harapan managed to get the simple majority. Um, and you know, uh, markets, uh, we had two days of public holiday. Mm. Uh, so that calmed the market for a while. Uh, there was the appointment of uh, council of eminent persons, uh, so that also helped markets, you know, to understand that okay, look, you know, uh, things are under control. Uh, uh, no worries. Uh, despite the change in government, uh, things are, you know, okay. Uh, so in fact, market on on that Monday when market opened, market was positive. Yeah, uh, it was of course uh, along the the cost of uh, Pakatan Harapan's rule of the government. Uh, things started to slowly change, uh, including um, reducing the scale of projects, renegotiating some contracts, cancelling some projects as well. Yeah, so all that came in uh, much later. Yeah. yeah, but I also um, remember, Pankaj, that uh, there was selling on the construction names, infrastructure names, and yes, also the telco was. stocks, right? Yes, there was, because these stocks were linked uh, to the uh, Barakan National Government. Yeah, And don't forget, um, uh, and that's why I always go back to what market expected. Uh, in GE uh, 14, market expected BN not to lose. Okay. Right? And BN lost. So that was a surprise. And in today's, today's uh, GE 15 results, uh, market again uh, did not expect, uh, of course, um, um, you know... Pass well, to win such a big majority. Wait, wait, some brokers did say that VN will come back with a majority. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think we know who they are. Uh, but uh, by and large, most people thought it's going to be a hung parliament. But the difference this time is that not many people thought that the hung parliament would be led by PASS with the largest number of seats. Mm. That is the difference. Do you think this is a different sentiment between a domestic and foreign investor? You know, if you have a past, you know, uh, past in the government, does it shape perception between and the distinction between a domestic and foreign investor? Well, uh, immediately, yes. Uh, of course, uh, past is perceived, uh, you know, not to be too business friendly in that sense. I mean, we don't have to go very far. Look at where Kelantan is for the last 30 years. Mm. Yeah, that's one one way of looking at it. Yeah? And PASS has created a huge wave in this election, right? Uh, they call it the green wave or the green tsunami. Yeah, uh, we saw them taking Perlis. Uh, I think they are also taking Pahang uh, to a certain extent. PN is also leading in in Perak, although they do not have uh, the simple majority. Um, and they have won tremendously as far as number of seats are concerned. Yeah, so. Uh, that, I think, to me, uh, is a surprise. Yeah? And, of course, the other surprise is that nobody thought that BN would be defeated so badly uh, that they will only emerge with 30 seats. Yeah? Uh, I mean, if you look back in the last two elections, when uh, Barisan started to fall, uh, they dropped to from, I think, it was 141, dropped to 133, to 79 in G14, and now to 30. Okay. Yeah? So BN is getting more and more marginalised. Uh, as far as uh, how voters uh, perceive Barisan National as a whole. But going back to your question, 
uh, about cancellation of projects and, and you know, um, what do we foresee. Uh, I think the most important thing is about policy making, yeah, as far as the new government is concerned, uh, PN-led government, whether it's, although they're dominated by past, uh, it will still have to look how to generate economic activity, yeah. Uh, of course, uh, I think the other issue, I think most investors will be concerned uh, is about budget, yeah. Uh, the budget 2023, which was tabled by a Barisan-led uh, government, uh, is now effectively, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, I don't know where it's going to go because uh, PM will look at it again uh, and to see whether you want to table the same budget or revise it. It may incorporate some of the things that uh, they are proposing in their manifesto, yeah, uh, to incorporate those things. Uh, so that will be another uh, change. Mm. All right. Thank you for your time. That was Pankaj C. Kumar, business commentator and columnist, uh, giving us an overview of what he expects markets to be, how markets will open on Monday morning at 9 a.m. I think the valid, he's, he brought up a very interesting point. Each time there's a general election, there's always uncertainty. But each time, it's a different uncertainty. And this time, it was past winning so many seats in parliament. That's right. It's a mismatch of expectations because prior to the election, there were expectations of this, this, this. So in that this would actually win yeah. quite well. Yes. Or even there was some to say, look, they expect uh, uncertainty in the result. Mm. It did come out the uncertainty in the result, but they didn't expect past to do so well. So I think the the I think the the what do you call it, the zombie in the room or the elephant in elephant the room. Not the, the zombie room. that's us because we've been <laughs> up since <laughs> Yes, that's right. You've been up for hours trying to cover this election. That's right. I mean, I think the issue here is that no one expected past to do so well. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a very interesting time tomorrow at 9am when the Bursa Malaysia bell uh, rings because we'll be there. We'll be telling you how markets will react. Uh, but, not as zombies. But not as zombies. We're heading to some messages. Keep it here because you're listening to the Battle for Malaysia. BFM's GE15 results coverage. BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.